0: All right. Hi, everyone. We just want to uh, thank you for tuning in. This is going to be the first episode of True Gospel Weekly Feed. Uh, We're a group of two children of God who are uh, taking and discussing the Bible for you and uh, things going on in the world today and how we should be acting and approaching things. Uh, I'm Reverend Jacob Walker, and uh, here with me I have Reverend Mikey Smith, uh, the deacon at our church here at True Gospel Missionary Baptist Church. So we're going to go ahead and start this. out uh, how we will do it each episode. Uh, Brother Mikey, will you uh, lead us in prayer?
1: I will. Our most precious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come together and be in the house of the Lord. We thank you, God, that we still live in a country, Lord, where we can come and worship you and talk about your word, Lord. We ask you to bless this ministry, Lord. We ask you to bless it so that it can help those that might need to hear this God, and we ask you to bless our families and bless this church, God. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' precious name we ask, and amen.
0: Amen. All right. Well, the uh, scripture we're going to be coming from is going to be in Ezekiel chapter 3, the 17th verse, I believe, where we're going to be starting. All right. And then we're also going to be reading from Ephesians 5.11, um, and I'm going to let Mikey flip over and get there where to start reading then I'm going to talk for a minute just uh today there's so much craziness going on in the world that we're just kind of we want to bring to the attention to Christian people and not just Christians but those who might be seeking for something and I can tell you the only peace you can find is through Jesus Christ Uh, he's the way the truth and the life and but in this world there's so much craziness going on even within our own country uh and it's How should Christians really be acting and how should we approach the different things that are going on in this country? And that's where we're going to be kind of centered these first few episodes. Uh, But we're going to go ahead and start in Ezekiel. All
1: right. And it says, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. All right.
0: And that was uh, Ephesians 5.11. Yes. So now we're going to be going over to Ezekiel. I apologize, that was my fault, sir.
1: This is Ezekiel chapter 3, the 17th verse. We're going to read down through verse 21. It says, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness, and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die, because thou hast not given him warning. He shall die in his sin, and his righteousness which he doth, hath done, done shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely live, because he is warned, Also thou hast delivered thy
0: soul. All right, so I'll go ahead and let you start opening up on this one.
1: All right, well, what has been on my heart for quite a while now is, you know, the fact that you look around today and you can see Christian people, you know, that are willing to accept a little piece of sin so that they don't offend someone or so that they feel comfortable with a situation. And, you know, as Christians, we are to shun sin. We are to, to let people know that it is sin and to stand against sin. You know, and I, it's not getting hard to find anymore. You know, New Year's Eve, we had a great service here, and that was the driving force behind the message that was preached. It was Christian people are no longer standing up and saying hey that is wrong you know and one of the issues that comes to my mind very frequently and you know if you know me at all and you know my you're my friend on facebook or whatever you know abortion is a huge one that that comes to my mind that is you know we were talking earlier and i'm not trying to steal your your light here but we were talking earlier before this this podcast and you know you said that that's one thing I think all religions can agree on is not to murder babies.
0: Right. Right. Exactly.
1: And it's a sad day that not only do we allow it, we are now going to be allowing it in a full term pregnancy, you know, and you, you might think that they're not going to do that, but I promise you that is one of the things that they are going to try to push through. And, not getting political like you you said this is something we all should be able to relate on and the sad part is is there are christians that are trying to justify it that are trying to willingly say that it's okay or maybe not so willingly saying it's okay but maybe you know going to the polls and and voting for something that says otherwise you know
0: right and that and that's the biggest thing too is what us as Christians really have to be careful about because, you know, the Bible is our walk through life. Um, You know, growing up, I was always taught, Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we live by the Bible. As God's children, we're supposed to live by the Bible, and there's nothing new that's going on. A lot of people can say, you know, well, well, there's there's a COVID virus now. There's, There's nothing new going on in the world. That hasn't already been going on. God tells us this. And as Christians, he gives us a specific route and way that we're supposed to live our lives and go about things. And we're not supposed to be partakers of it. We're not supposed to, you know, condone it or be like, well, it's, you know, well, it's your choice. Now, they're still going to have the choice to make. You, You can't force somebody to choose something. But the problem is, is when you accept the choice without calling it out Amen.
1: when you right. turn
0: a blind eye to it and that's that's the biggest problem with i feel christians today is we've turned a blind eye to a lot of things that we know are wrong we know is not right in our hearts but we've turned a blind eye to it out of the fear of offending people we've become more fearful of man than we've become fearful of god Right. You know, we're yeah. more worried about what man's going to do to us when our Bible clearly tells us to fear the one who can destroy the soul. Right. But that's, you that, know, yeah. that's that's not the one that we fear anymore. And nope. When you get into Ezekiel, what we don't realize, too, as Christians is we're held accountable. Yeah, God, God just, you know, I believe in eternal salvation. Amen. You know, I, I believe that once, you know, you're in the Lamb's Book of Life, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. That's correct. But I believe as we walk in this world, because we're dealing with a fleshly side in that we're still held accountable for our actions. Right. And our actions have consequences. And, you know, this, this world to me is trying to eliminate the consequence, you know, just like the, the abortion thing. And, you know, it's, well, you can go on and everything we can get into, you know, the, Well, you know rape and everything else my Bible tells me that the sins of the father are not the sins of the son Right, but you also Mm -hmm. with these kids and many people are like well They're not ready for a child in that and you know, I I I can see it being hard. You know, you, you put a Stumbling block upon yourself with it, but at the same time, this is the consequence of your actions, right? and going through and even telling this to people as we read here in Ezekiel a lot of Christians it's been in my experience don't actually realize that we're held accountable for what's taught and what's taught through us. Right. You know, we're held accountable when we turn a blind eye to people and the things that they're doing. You know, we're held accountable for that. And like you said, you know, their blood is on our hands. We're we're held accountable if they turn away from God because of the things that we showed Right. or we allowed them to continue in sin.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the scripture here tells you that, right? God tells Ezekiel, he says, look, I'm going to give you what to say, and if you choose not to say it, and this person dies in their sin, then you're held accountable. They will die, mm-hmm. because that's my judgment. That's what I'm carrying out. But will they die in their sin or not? That relies on you, right? So he tells them flat out, if if they die in their sin because you didn't warn them, not only are they dying in their iniquity. Now you're accountable for that, of that that decision you made, and them going to hell, right? right? And he flips it and says, "Okay, but if you do warn them and then they still refuse it and die, well, they die and they go to hell. But you are safe from that blood that that blood on your hands. You you have saved your soul. Meaning, your soul is clean to me. I'm not holding this this accountability against you, right? I'm, not, I'm right. not keeping you accountable for that. And that's a huge thing, especially as ministers, right? I, you, You think about some of the things, you know, I can speak for myself, right? Because every time I get up to preach the word of God, I'm nervous. Right. And it's because this word is a living, breathing word of God. This is not something that should ever be taken lightly. This is not something where you should ever impose your own thought when you're when you're preaching. This is something that you should make sure that you are in tune with what God wants you to say and what He
0: He wants you to preach. It, exactly, you know, and even even for me, it, it it's nerve wracking because you don't want to, you know, as Christians we don't want to be, you know, we, when you think about it, you don't want to be the person who's responsible for leading somebody astray and even as simple as them thinking that it's okay for them to do something right um you mm-hmm. know i believe it was uh i believe it was paul correct me if i'm wrong but i believe it was paul who said it's basically it's lawful for me to do all things but he doesn't he's sustained from eating the meat and the reason he sustained from eating the meat was to not lead his brother astray. It wasn't because he couldn't eat of the meat because he understood, you know And maybe we'll get into that in a different podcast. I'm kind of going off a little bit But it goes in with what we're saying um With us as Christians he refused to eat the meat and that was offered up to the other gods And he was basically telling them it's okay for me to eat this meat because I know that when I go to eat that bite I know who I'm giving thanks to right. I know who to thank for this food and who provided this food, but I don't want to offend or lead astray the weaker brother so i'm going to abstain from it right and you know a lot of people don't understand that that's also the walk of being a christian especially being a minister of god you know there there's a lot of things where i i could debate in the bible with a lot of people and i could you know show them where it's okay for me to do it but i abstain from a lot of things because to me that one thing isn't really worth getting into to lead someone else astray or for someone to not comprehend the meaning behind it and go about it all wrong. I'm held accountable for that. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing when I get up and preach and everything, every word that comes out of my mouth that goes out to the flock, I'm held accountable for
1: Exactly. You know, and
0: see the thing about this whole thing is, is
1: let's not fail to mention that the Christian body, the body of Christ has fallen short here lately and it it is growing at a remarkable rate you know you know there are churches now that are allowing homosexual couples to be the ministers and the pastors in their churches right my bible completely shuns homosexuality and i know that that is not comfortable in society today but i will always stand and preach the word of god you know and for a baptist church to allow that it's, it's a sad day, you know, and I can't for the life of me, remember where that church is at and maybe on another podcast, I'll have that name and I'll be able to bring that forth, but it is a homosexual couple, female couple at that. And where's the outrage? There should be outrage in our churches. There should be people standing up and saying, Hey, this is wrong. They should be Preaching the Word of God and telling these people in love though. That's the thing, right? You can't Mm -hmm. come at people with hate. You can't come at people and Paint this picture of God that is a a picture of hate because God is love right right and we know God is love because All through the Bible he shows that love and you know us, Us as humans excuse me us as humans don't always understand the full capacity of God's love right God's love is not only you know, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ to save us from our sins and of burning fiery hell. But it's also a, a love of judgment and a love of correction. And naturally what happens is, is when you become a child of God, he forms you and molds you into what you're supposed to be. But if we are not preaching that and we are not standing on the word of God, then God doesn't have the mouthpiece to do what he wants to do, to, to, to work in the world. That he wants to, the way that he wants to work in it, you know? And that's the problem because the lack of us saying what's right and what's wrong and standing on the Word of God has allowed a spirit to take over and not only take over in our government, but take over in our churches. And that's the biggest problem.
0: Right. It, it, it is a big problem. And it's because it, I feel like Christians really don't know how to address this issues um you know i i have friends who are um homosexual and have partners and everything and i still show them god's love but they know where my stance is on it i don't believe in it and you know and that's the hard part for christians today because a lot of people try to tell us well if you're gods of love and you're supposed to love everybody then you're supposed to be accepting of this and that's couldn't be more further from the truth right The the fact is is you know and I was taught this even from as a young boy, God loves the sinner, He hates the sin. Right. You know He He hates the sin. Period. That that's what He hates. You know He still loves us because if He didn't love us, He would have never sent Christ (laughs) to die on a cross for us. So He loves each and every individual, and whichever individual finds it in their heart to cry out to Him, you know they will be saved. He He doesn't have. uh, you know, well, you've got to fit this criteria, that criteria. If you truly repent and cry out to him, you will be saved. Right. And he will set you up and lead you in the right direction and to teach true. you to walk in his statues. You know, I when I think about this and while you were talking, I was saying about the woman that they brought to Christ. And um, I, I, lo- I love reading that scripture in the Bible because there's so many things going on. But they basically caught her with another man. And she was committed, yes, John John chapter chapter 8. And she was technically committed adultery. And they brought her before Christ. Now, you gotta understand, first off, these scribes and Pharisees were just out to pen anything on Christ. Mm -hmm. So, when they brought her, they were actually in violation of the law. Mm -hmm. Because if you read the law back at that time, they weren't just supposed to bring her, they were supposed to bring him also. But they only brought her because they were trying to catch Christ in on it. And this is this scripture to me explains everything of how Christians are supposed to be. And he looked at her and the scribes and the Pharisees, and if you want to look that up and we'll read, read it, it, brother. Because I believe in yeah, that scripture it um, says that they aim to accuse him. Right. They, they aim to accuse him, but it's his approach on it and his approach of what he did for this woman that made makes all the difference in how us as Christians approach going through and addressing people who you know are living out of the will of god but are trying to get in the will of god or trying to show them what the will of god is and do you have it i do have it all right go ahead brother so it's
1: in verse six where it actually says that they were looking to accuse him right but i'll read up into chapter six uh start at the first verses jesus went unto the mount of olives and early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery and when they had set her in the midst they say unto him master the woman or I'm sorry this woman was taken in adultery in the very act now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned but what sayest thou This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. Now, I've preached this message, and God, I love it, when he calls me to preach that message. Because there's some words in here that really make a significance in the character of the Pharisees and the character of the woman in this, right? So the word master here is used in a mockery, right? Mm -hmm. It's not used as in actually, hey, master. They're using it to be like, you claim to be our master, so what are you going to do, right? Right. It's a mockery, and it it means good man, but they weren't saying it in good man. They were saying it to accuse him. Now, another thing I want to point out is, if you study Jerusalem back then, and where the temple was located, it was in the center of the city. Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And there was a lot of people around right now, right? Because this temple service, if you will, had just let out and Christ was still talking with everybody in the streets and and around the temple. So there was people everywhere, right? So this was the opportunity that they had to accuse him in front of a lot of people, right? Right. So if you skip down, obviously we know the scripture and, and Christ says, hey, you know, you without sin cast the first stone. But the exact word is he that is without sin among you, let him first cast the stone at her. So he's saying you guys are all sinners and not good enough to throw the stone. Basically is what Christ is saying Mm -hmm. to him. And as he says that, it says that they were moved by a uh, spirit of, help me out here. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Hold on, let me see if I can find it. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. They which heard it being convinced by their own conscience went out one by one. So they were, they felt convicted. Right. Right? Because he pointed their sin out. That's what Christ did best. Right? He pointed your sin out and told you how to rectify that sin, how to get through that sin. So as he stooped back down, and then he raised his back up... He said, when Jesus lifted himself up, he saw none but the woman. He said unto her, woman, where are those those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? And this is what is remarkable, how she responds to him here. She said, no, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. That word, Lord, was possessor or ruler of my life. Lord of my life. So I believe... In my heart, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, or throw your opinion here, but I believe she was saved that day, from her sin, that Christ cleansed her, because He said, "I condemn thee, I, I neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. You're washed clean,
0: right?" And she right.
1: confessed Him as Lord.
0: Right, and I, I 100% agree with that. I agree with it because. And what I what I'm bringing out in this scripture with what we're talking about in that is is how Christ Christ approached it. You see, the world is doing the exact same thing to us. Mm-hmm. You know, they throw these things into us. You know, the abortion, homosexuality, the transgenderism. And, yeah. You yeah. know, they put these things before us, and they're like, "So what are you going to say? What are you going to do?" Because it says, "You know, you serve a God of love." Yeah. It. It. You know, and then they even try to go in and uh, go into the Old Testament where the which is what they're doing here, She technically she was supposed to be stoned.
1: Yes.
0: Yep. According to the Old Testament, she was supposed to be stoned. And a lot of people, when they're trying to trip Christians up and how they're supposed to approach and addressing sin, they want to go to that Old Testament. Right. You know, they want to go over there. But Christ kind of like, re, kind, of, kind of repaves the road here a little bit on oh, how yeah. we're supposed to address it. And he basically says, you know, well, you who are without sin cast the first stone Mm -hmm. in other words you you know you're supposed to not be condemning them it's not our job to condemn people god puts the condemnation on them yeah you know god condemns them it is our job to preach the gospel to them to tell them about christ and to tell them what his laws are right you know to tell them where they messed up but to also show them that christ can forgive them just like he did this woman here you know, he said, "You know, sin no more." He, you know, I'm not, I'm not condemning you. Yep. Sin no more. What Christ was basically saying is, I'm forgiving you Amen.
1: for what you did. What did. Yep. So
0: from this point forward, sin no more. Sin no Turn more. Right. right at this point, I've forgiven you. All is forgiven at this point. That's the so pathway of Christianity. Exactly. Right. So now yeah. that you've reached this point, now that you've gotten the forgiveness of the King of King and Lord of Lords. You know, right. the son of God. Now that you have gotten that forgiveness, sin no more.
1: Yep. You know? Yep. And there's something that came to my mind when you were talking about that, and it's it's amazing how God works because like I said, I've preached that message a lot. And God just point or he, he just pointed something out to me that I never even considered, and Jesus presents opportunity. Right. right. So every time that Jesus is in the scripture. Talking with a sinner or a person that is is not a Christian or d- doesn't believe he presents opp- opportunity to that person, right right So as Christians in our conversations with the lost world out there, we should be presenting opportunity opportunity for what you might ask, well, opportunity to meet Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus turned everything into that opportunity for them to understand who he was. And to understand his purpose and how
0: to get to heaven, exactly. And he was the ultimate authority to it, and us today. And this is where the world kind of tries to catch us up on it. But we got—we look at our approach to it. and It's like, listen. Uh, first off, I have seen many people get saved. Right. I've seen people get saved after a message that I've preached. Oh yeah. You want to know how many I've saved? Absolutely none of them. Absolutely. I don't I right. don't have I don't have that power. No. I don't have the power to change your heart or your mind.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: But when I see sin and I address it and I move with Christ and I allow Christ to speak through me, some people are going to completely ignore it. The Bible says that they're going to reject it. Yep. And they're they're just always going to reject it. That's all there is to it. Yep. But there's some people who are going to lay hold of it. And this is why we always need to Stand on what the laws of God are right and present them and not present them in a way of hate but a way of love because then God's able to move and change the heart Mm -hmm. and when he's able to change the heart Then he's able to change the ways that the person walks, Mm -hmm. you know I believe that this woman when she got up from there She lived each and every day the rest of her life trying to walk as close to God as she could now do we mess up sometimes? Yeah, sometimes, you know, we, we let that fleshly side kind of overpower that spiritual side. Right. You know, and that comes in with, you know, how much are we going to devote to God and how much are we trying to, you know, devote to the world, you know? We we don't wake up every morning. This is the thing. Uh, I know a lot of people, the only time they read their Bible is on Sunday. Right. And
1: you know,
0: all the only time they ever, you know, really think about God or praying or anything is on Sunday. No, yes. they, they, we're Christians. This is a 24-hour job. Amen. You know, I'm constantly waking up. You know, we we had a conversation before this. I told you I was up till five in the morning and I had a doctor's appointment at 8 a.m. So I only got like, you know, maybe two hours of sleep, but I was in it because everything going on in the world Mm -hmm. and being upset about things, I was seeking out answers, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to the news or I was seeking out answers from From the one I know who could give me the answer. That's right. You know, the one who I know could change the way that I was feeling. Right. You know, flipping on the news wasn't going to change the way I was feeling. It's just going to make me more angry. Right. But I knew God could change the way that I was feeling and show me that he's still in control. Show me that peace and show me where I'm supposed to go from here. That's correct. With what's going on. And that's what the world kind of misses today is they don't seek God out. And because they don't seek God out, they don't know how to address these people. They don't know how to address the sins that are going on in the world. And to present it as an opportunity for them to change. You know, the only thing I can do, I cannot do nothing. I I have no power on my own. I, you know, I, but through Christ, I can do all things. In other words, it's like, if I lead you to Christ, he will take care of your problem. You right. go to him. And right. I can show you how to get to him.
1: Yep.
0: You know, I can take you through but all the scripture. As as I can I can, take I can teach yep. you. I, I, I can lead you there. But you have to be the one who's going to decide. Are, are you going to reach out and grab hold of the blood? Yep. Or are you going to step over it?
1: Yeah, there's an old saying. I mean, my old my grandfather he always used to say it. And it's you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Right. Right. And that's you know kind of our job is to lead them to the water, the living water. You know.
0: Right, and not just lead them to the living water. And this is uh, another. We're actually getting into a lot more scripture than what we were both expecting a, to get into. you know, the Bible says that we're the salt of the earth. Yep. And when you think about that, first off, at that time, salt was very valuable. Roman soldiers were paid in salt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was considered like a white gold. Yeah. But, it, it, but it's got a lot of qualities to it. But one of the biggest things, when you think about God and him calling us the salt of the earth, the biggest thing that salt does is you can't eat something salty and not have something to drink. So in other words, water. as you know, as <laughs> children of God, yeah, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. But you can make it thirsty enough that it's going to want to drink by the Amen. time you get there. That's right. You know, you got to put just enough salt, not not enough that you're going to, you know, spit it out. I mean, there's only a couple people I know, my wife and my mother, the only ones I know that can literally take a salt shaker and just eat straight salt. Right. You know, nobody's going to uh, – I no. put straight salt in my mouth. I'm spitting it out. Oh, That's yeah. all there is right, to it, brother. Right. But wait, yep. when you put a little bit of flavor into it and you put it on the food that you're feeding in that – you can get them real thirsty, but it's so good. They just want to keep eating. That's right. You know, that's right. It, it's like beef jerky to me, really. I can't stop at one piece. I'll <laughs> eat the whole bag in one sitting. Right. You know, because yeah. it's so addicting and it's yeah. so, you know, and that's what we need to do. So they just keep eating. and that's keep like eating, little Debbies. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, they you just keep eating and you keep eating. Yeah. And by the time you get them to the water, they're thirsty as can be yeah. and they want to drink. Yep.
1: and You know, I don't want to, don't, mean to revert back to John chapter 8 but there was something you said that intrigued me and it was you know from that day forward she tried to live her best life in the way of not sinning right because something miraculous happened there though right and that's because she was knocking on death's door right now Mm -hmm. the act of stoning I don't just in case anybody listening to this is unclear these were not pebbles that they were throwing at you these were massive rocks, probably the size of the palm of your hand with weight to them. And they were hitting you in the face and the skull. They were, they were trying to kill you and they, they would succeed. You, they would not stop throwing rocks until you were dead. Right. And I'm sure that she knew what was coming, right? Mm-hmm. She knew that she was to be stoned and killed. And all she knows is they're going to throw her down in the dirt and stone her. Right. And then all of a sudden this man named Jesus Leads her out of it, right? Mm -hmm. knocking on death's door. I, at eight years old, was knocking on death's door. Maybe not physical death, but a spiritual death, right? Mm -hmm. And Jesus brought me out of it. So that is why that woman was trying to live her best life. Because a change took place in her. She was saved from physical death. And she understood who Christ was and professed it. And she was saved from spiritual
0: death. Right. And she, because of that, and because of what took place, see, when, when we're saved, the change takes over, we become a new creature. The Bible says that he takes out the stony heart, he puts in a heart of flesh, one that can be touched, one that right. can feel. Yep. And basically, at that point in time, she was going to live her life the best she could, but she was becoming what Christ was talking about. She was becoming the salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. She was going out and telling people, um, you know look at all these people the the biggest thing is you know when whenever Christ did something they ran and told everybody. Yeah, you know, oh, they yeah. spread the word and you know They Got the word across to people and people you know they took it and they took it for what it was some Turned towards him, some turned away from him, you know some were following him just to see the miracles right. But they weren't really grasping hold of what he was trying to say, right. but I believe that she fully grasped what he was trying to say and i believe she was going out and even speaking against those who spoke against him you know i believe she came across those people you know i believe she came across people that you know were calling him crazy and he wasn't this or that and she said now wait a minute look what god's done for me first off i should be dead right now there's no reason i should be alive right but he offered forgiveness yes he did and because of the forgiveness that he offered me and the choice that he allowed me to make, you know, those who were accusing me, they they couldn't condemn me. Right. And, you know, when you think about that, it's just really like Christians say this is all we need to be doing, you know, we need to be going and showing them the way to go. Mm-hmm. We need to be showing them what God's law is with love. You know, I'm not telling you that, you know, if you know somebody who is in a same gender relationship to they say hi to you, not to say hi to them. Right, you treat them with love. You treat you treat them with love. Now there's there's a difference between treating them. This and another thing that people don't understand. There's a difference between treating them with love, and accepting, and, accepting and partaking Amen. of it with right. them. Yes. Um, and you know, but you show them God's love, and you will get the opportunity. God gives you the opportunity to witness to each and every person you meet. We oh, don't yeah, realize you absolutely. don't we don't really think about it that way, no. but each and every person that we meet, we have an opportunity to witness. Yeah. Jesus' is opportunity. Exactly. Amen. And you know, it's not it might not be in the form that we're thinking. We might not be thinking, you know, oh, it's in a dragged out conversation. Sometimes it's the smile that we have.
1: Or the actions.
0: Or the exactly actions that we take. And you know, or just a simple God bless you. Or, you know, when somebody asks you how you're doing and you're just like, I'm doing good or I'm doing blessed, that's that's my favorite thing to right. say. How, how are you doing? I'm blessed. Right. You know, because I, I am. I'm blessed every day that I get an opportunity to wake up and live life. Yeah. And we go through that and we always have an opportunity to witness. And it's what we witness that goes back and falls into Ezekiel and goes on over in, here to Ephesians 5.11 when it talks about reproving them and stating it is, we get the chance to do that. And I'm, I'm saying this to kind of lead us into the next section that we're kind of going kind to of go into. Because we can proclaim life. We can witness life and God's life and how he gives life more abundantly. But us as Christians, if we're not careful, we can also spread fear.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. We can,
0: we can if we're not walking the way that we're supposed to be walking, if we're not talking the way that we're talking, we can lead people astray and that's an issue too and that's what we were reading in Ezekiel but I feel like this goes even further and if it's okay with you I'm just going to bring it up right now what we were discussing about over in revelations oh yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah. you know the biggest thing right now that to us that's been spewing a lot of fear is the mark of the beast yeah um you know a lot of I I've, I've heard a lot of people <clears throat> Begin to say, oh man, this vaccination, it's the mark of the beast. Or, oh, it's everywhere. This, yeah, it's this the is the mark it's of the everywhere. beast. This is the mark of the beast. And, you know, it, it seems to me they keep coming up with all these things that are the mark of the beast. And it, to me, it's. They're blowing smoke. Oh, um, yeah. you, you, you know, these people who are talking about the vaccine. And now, don't, don't get me wrong at what I'm saying. It, to me, it's your choice if you take the vaccine. Me personally, I'm not going to take it. Um, it's not because of political reasons it's just because i don't trust something that's you know only came out a year i don't even know the long-term effects of it right let alone all the short-term effects of it so you know why am i going to take something that hasn't been studied out i mean i i don't take the flu shot not because you know i'm you know dead set against vaccinations i don't take the flu shot because well last year they missed the mark on the flu shot and we had everybody more people die and everybody anyway. still got the flu anyway. So, yeah, yeah. you know, they're still messing up a flu shot that's been around for years. Yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna hit it right on the nail for a vaccine for COVID. And you know, me being younger, more in shape, I've actually had COVID. Uh I actually did get it. Uh not sure where me and my wife got it from, but you know, God bless my family and my church to where it was just me and my wife that got he kept it. kept everybody safe yep, and he kept everybody mm-hmm. safe, but What I'm bringing that is, you know, I've had it. I, you know, through God, I overcame it. And I believe that'll be the situation. Again, if it does happen, Mm -hmm. I know they say I can't technically catch it right now. But my point is, is I'm young and healthy. Right. I I, I can deal with it. I understand why they bring out vaccines, especially for older people and that. Mm -hmm. But when you start bringing out the and putting it as the mark of the beast to me, you're, you're causing fear and confusion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a dangerous thing to be on when you start talking about God. Especially as a Christian. Right. right. Because the Lord doesn't give us that spirit, right? Right.
1: He says that I do not give you the spirit of fear, right, but of power, love, and a sound mind, right? He, he wants you to have the power that he has, right? He right. gives you a spirit of love, and he wants you sound-minded. So when you're going through this life worried about, everything you are not sound-minded you know and like you were saying i myself as well you know i prefer not to take the vaccine you know there are situations to where if my job you know forced me to do it which i don't think manufacturing is going to force people to do it i would have to strongly pray and consider that decision because that's a life-altering decision for my family right right but more than likely i'm gonna find another job you know what i mean because i'm i'm a person that is not pro vaccination anyway Mm -hmm. like i hate the fact that we had to get our kids vaccinated to go to school you know but like you said if you're 65 and older you know and you are literally afraid of covid you know you are higher risk that that is that is a given by all means, get the vaccine if that makes you feel safer. You know what I mean? Right. Because it is not the mark of the beast. Right. right. And we're going to get into scripture here in just a minute. But that was the first thing that came out, you know, everybody talking about Bill Gates and that this is, you know, he's the antichrist and that all this stuff is, is going to happen and he's leading it and, you know, they're going to put these chips in you and the vaccine was supposed to have a chip in it. and All this malarkey, it, it's been non-stop since COVID hit. Yep. And there are literally people that are afraid that if they get this vaccination, they're going to be damned to hell, Mm -hmm. right? And right now, the only way that you're damned to hell is if you are not saved. Right. You know, so that is the more crucial thing that you should be making sure of,
0: is Jesus on your boat. Exactly. And I just want to add in there while you say that the the Bible literally does say there's only one unforgivable sin. And that's blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, which is unbelief. Yep. That, that, that is the only sin that's unforgivable. Yep. And that is denying Christ yep. and completely ignoring him and pushing away everything and every opportunity that he's given you. Yep. And that all comes down to with the mark of the beast. You know, the mark of the beast isn't going to happen because your job says, "Well, you either get the vaccine or you're fired." Yeah, no, that that's not how it's going to happen. From what I've read, and we're going to get into the scripture in a second. I'm going to brother Mikey read it, but it's a you're going to willingly take it and know what you're taking. It's yeah. going to be you doing this to show your approval and your acceptance of this entity, this person,
1: this antichrist. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's going to be, you're going to be like this. I'm taking this to show you that I am loyal to you. Yep. You yep. know,
1: it's not going to be some trick. It's not going to be, you know, you're vaccinated. And, oh, by the way, you now just received the mark of the beast. It, that's right. not how it's going to work. There will be a an official in power, which, you know, maybe some other podcast will will get more into the end time stuff because it's very delicate. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. It's it's very delicate revelation in general. You know, you have to be very delicate because it is past, present, and future. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll get into it, but I do believe that this official will be overseas. I don't believe it's going to come out of America. I I never have believed that way. I believe the Scripture points you to a Middle Eastern descent and Middle Eastern official that's going to take power, and he's going to wreak havoc in the Middle East, I believe, and that's going to trickle on through the bigger nations in the world. Mm -hmm. right? And there's debate about America not being... Listed in Revelation, but there are some similarities of some of the beasts that are mentioned in Daniel, right? Mm-hmm. which right. is America, I believe, personally. But, you know, you were going to know. This man is going to come out and say, you don't take this, you're dead. We're going to kill you, or you're not going to be able to buy, sell, or trade. Yep. Bottom line. And in Revelation 20, I will read it here in just a second. It is very precise, Jake, very precise about what the mark is and where it's going to be, mm-hmm. right? It is not a shot in the arm. Right. It's not. Jake, so I stress to fellow Christians and to people to stop with that fearmonger, right? Stop with that because you are leading people astray. Mm-hmm. You are making people afraid to leave their homes, you know? If the vaccine's right for you, by all means take the vaccine. I personally like I said probably won't but if you feel if you're if you're in your you older person or you are with older people you know and you, you have older father or mother or something and you know you don't want to bring it home to them by all means right okay? you're not going to be damned to hell if you take the vaccine right i can't promise you that 10 years down the road you won't grow a third eyeball or right. something like that but You're not going to be damned to hell. And this is why. We're going to read it. It's Revelation 20. It's verse 4. Okay. And obviously Revelation was John's revelation. So John is trying to describe to you some of the things that he had seen. Right. And I I say this because in Revelation there's a lot of things mentioned that sound kind of crazy. Right. But you have to put things in perspective and understand that John is trying to describe to you something he's never seen before using what he knows right he doesn't know what an airplane or tank is he doesn't know these things but he's trying to describe to you you know like i'm going to say just for a second you know in the scripture where it talks about the battle where the horses that breathe fire the serpents in the air he's probably talking about tanks and planes right but he doesn't know what they are he he has no idea what they are so he has to say well that's on the ground that's a horse right and the bottom of a plane kind of looks like a serpent you see so that, that I just made that point for you to try to put in perspective what John is trying to to convey to you here and it says, and I saw thrones and they sat upon them and judgment was given unto them and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and the word of God and which had not worshipped the beast so that's important there. These are, people are dying or died because they didn't worship the beast, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the Antichrist. Neither his image, neither had received his mark. Significant. It's a mark that is tied to him, right? Upon their foreheads or in their hands. Okay, now I'm going to say that again. Mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. Now, this is a two-part system, right? Right. They're, you know, people are saying it's Mark of the Beast because they give you a shot and then they give you a vaccination card saying, well, you can get on an airplane now or you can do this now or or whatever. That is not the same thing, you know. The way that this is worded, it sounds like you could have either or. On the forehead, you could have a, a tattoo of the number of his name or, or something or in the hand. Now, in the hand is where I think a lot of people are getting the chip concept and it's very possible that the chip is part of the mark of the beast, but I do believe there will still be a visible mark on your hand displaying that. And this is opinion here that I'm gonna share and feel free to, to throw your two cents yeah. in. And what I think you know comes to mind for this situation is in that time when this man takes over, he's going to control all surplus of everything. So he's going to s- control clothing. He's going to control food. He's going to control water. He's going to control all the necessities to survive, right? So he will have to set up these these stations, if you will, that will be processed for people to get their rations, right? Their Their everyday supplies, right? And I mm-hmm. believe it would be like a ration system at that point because – This is going to be a form of communism slash socialism, right? He's going to distribute what they have to distribute. So what comes in my mind is, you know, you have a chip in your hand. So when you're in line to get your rations for the day, they see the mark on your head knowing that you have the chip in your hand. So you go, you get your rations, you go through the the checkout, if you will. They scan the chip. You're processed in the system, and that, I think, is a way it could work, right? That isn't necessarily what this is saying. That's just my opinion. This sounds like it's one or the other, on the forehead or in the hand. What do you have to add to that?
0: Right, and um, I, I agree with you on that. I think it's going to be a, um, you know, they're gonna, you're going to physically be able to see it. It, it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be something that discreet, discreet. That you know, the the whole you know UV thing, or you know, they put you under a black light to see if you have it. I believe it's going to be a physical. Even if it is like, say, it is a chip inserted in your hands, and I feel like there's going to be like a tattoo or or something that's going to be significant to let them know that you have it. And I believe that it's going to be something that you know these people are going to willingly partake of because um and we'll go into this deeper in uh like the next podcast and podcasts to come but you'll understand that when you know the antichrist come he's, he's basically gonna win the hearts of people over he's, right. he's gonna fix something that was broken the bible says he's gonna come and he's gonna fix something that was broken mm-hmm. and i believe that's gonna be the economy and stuff like that like maybe after a major war or something yeah. um you know But he's gonna fix something that's broken and people are gonna look at him and the bible even says he's even gonna fool the very elect right you know some of the very elect are gonna be like oh my gosh i was wrong the whole time yeah right and you know and i i believe those that he's gonna fool are the ones who aren't really versed in the bible versed in the bible and really really standing on that firm foundation right i mean there's a difference between being a christian and being a christian there is yeah. yeah you know you know there you you can be a christian you can be saved and then you know and it, it's sad that you do this because you're missing out on a lot of things but you could be saved and then go dad out in the world i mean i i can't you know cast judgment on that i was there brother Me i you do, know buddy, yeah. i i spent my time out living outside of yep. god's will yeah and i can tell you right now it wasn't worth it no. there's there's nothing that i gained from it there was no you know the pleasures in that that i thought i was getting were you know false the friends i thought i had weren't really friends and you know so right right. so i mean we we, we've all gotten to that point but there's some people who just stay in that point but you know that's why i said there's a difference between being a christian and then being a christian and that's you know living it every single day and seeking it out to where when we see these things happening we're gonna be like yeah you know what that's cool that's cool you can do that but you're not who you're claiming to be, right? And you know that's what's going to set it up because these people are going to take this mark to show that devotion.
1: Yeah,
0: that you know this is who you are. That you will know. be their God. Exactly. You're gonna you're gonna make sure that we have all of this. You're gonna bring peace. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna bring yeah. all of this, and they're gonna literally throw themselves. And then there's gonna be all, us that are gonna be like, No, you're you're not the Christ. Like, right. I don't care what you're saying. My Bible tells me different. Yeah. God's Word tells me different. Yeah. Christ told me different. Yeah. And that's what's going to set up. And, you know, not to get into too much detail, in and we're going to wrap things up here in a couple minutes, but, um, you know, we're, we're eventually going to be killed because of our refusal to accept. Yeah, the
1: Bible says be, we will become um, we were we're martyrs. Before. Martyrs, yeah. yeah we martyrs. will become martyrs. And one thing I want to point out for you guys to rest with, to rest easy is you know there's been so much said about the end times now and and stuff and listen christ is christ he's god he can come and do whatever he wants he could come tomorrow if he wanted to you know but the word of god paints a picture of the end times and i'm telling you it's a time of peace it's when you don't expect it jake that's when you should start looking for jesus and right now we are not living in a time of peace right especially in this country so rest easy you know if you feel like you need to get the vaccine the best thing you can do is pray about it because God will always protect you you know because it's not the damnation to hell you have to worry about it it's maybe side effects that are not known so pray about it go in faith and don't forget where you come from as a Christian and you know I think the next podcast, I already have kind of an idea. We'll we'll stay on Mark the Beast as well. Mm -hmm. But um, you said something Sunday school when I was teaching the class or whatever that was interesting, and it was, you know, I think I had brought up reprobate, right, Mm -hmm. about how there are people that are a reprobate mindset, which means they are never going to choose God, right? And those people will argue with you and argue with you and argue with you, and you're never going to change their mind, but you said something that was very interesting and and we can close with this if that's what you want to do because I don't know what we are on time but um and we can bring this up next next week, but always pay attention you know to who you're talking to because somebody is listening and John chapter eight, how many people seen that happen right right so We'll. Uh, how are we on time? I don't know. Are we uh, getting closer? Yeah, we we got like seven minutes. So. Okay, so we will do that next next week or whatever. We'll we'll talk about that. We'll get more into the market piece. We'll try to. I think I feel this way, and you know, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think that we will give you some of the revelation study in our podcast, along with the message that we want to share for that day or or that week. And I think that. Uh, that was a good study that we were in and it started to jettison us into a reprobate mindset and paying attention to your surroundings you know workplaces right um situations that you might not see but people are listening so even though you might be arguing with somebody it should never be an argument first off it should be a discussion right right no anger nothing like that you should always When talking about God or talking to people in general, it should always be calm and collected and be ready in season and out of season. Read your Bible so that God can pull those scriptures out. You know, you might not think that you're going to remember things, and you probably cannot remember them on your feet, but when Jesus takes and steers the ship, he's going to bring them out of your heart because he says he etches them on the heart, right? Right. So... You can't know what to say if you're not in your Bible. And if somebody comes to you constantly, and it, I, there's people in my life, Jake, that I debate with constantly that I'm never going to change their mind. Right. But people see it. It happens on social media a lot. People yep. see it, and then maybe it changes their mind, or maybe it was for them. Right. God might lead a reprobate mind in your path so that it can reach
0: somebody else over here that you never seen. exactly and that that's how it goes and that's really what we're getting with all these scriptures and i know we we went off on more scripture than what we were really intending on focusing but that's that's just how god works is as we read these other scriptures going to come to mind um but basically what we're bringing across here is to to follow god to stand on god's will as christians we're supposed to be standing on the word of god and the word of god for what it says not because we want to take this verse and Cut this verse out and then add this verse but standing on the true word of God and What he says and you know, not just standing on it, but Delivering it out of our mouths and our actions to other people to lead them to Christ because you know When it comes down to it We can talk about the end of the world and we we can talk about looking for these signs and everything but really the thing that to me as a pastor and a minister of Christ is the only thing that matters to me is whether your name is written in the, man, the Lamb's Book of Life. You know, The Lamb's Book of Life, that's the only thing that matters. Uh, the, the end of times, we can get into it. We can get into how people have different theories and different outlooks about how it's going to go. There's a lot of different beliefs on you know, what will actually take place. But at the end of the day for me, the most important thing is that I show you Christ and I show you how to receive what I've received. And that I pray for you and guide you and continue to water that seed, so to speak, to allow it to be in your mind constantly about a man named Jesus. Because once you have Jesus in your life, everything else kind of seems to take a back seat. That's right. You know, it, I, I'm not worried about the end of the world because in no. and, and my mindset and not just in my mindset, but where my heart is set, I know we're all awakened.
1: Yeah, there was a one of my favorite sayings from Billy Graham. I think it was Billy Graham said that uh, I don't know who holds the future, or I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future, right? Exactly. And I think at the end of these podcasts, Jake, that one of us should should leave them with a scripture to read for the week. And uh, God put this one on my heart. And next week, or feel free to add to it, add one to it, or whatever. But next week, if, if whoever God leads it to. But you know, God is a God of peace. Okay, so if you if you have fear at all around you, it's because the spirit of Satan is around you, not not God, right? So right, God is a spirit of peace, and He gives us a peace that surpasses all under all other earthly understanding. And and remember that He doesn't give you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. So the scripture that I want to share with you today is one of my favorites, and I preach on it a lot. You know, I talk about it a lot. I even have bookmarks with it etched in it because it is one of my favorite scriptures and it's got me through a lot. And It's it's John sixteen thirty three, And a matter of fact, we have talked about it a few times here in the last week. And it says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. What's he saying? He's saying the choice of peace lies within you because he provides peace. So when he says you might have peace, it's your choice to receive that peace. And he's saying, In the world you shall have tribulation. This world's gonna be nothing but a trial, because of who you are as a Christian. But he says, Be of good cheer. That means be happy, be excited, be be joyful, because I have overcome it. I have overcome the world. So I want to leave you with that. Um if you feel down and out, again it's John sixteen thirty three. Read that through the week. Maybe God is leading somebody to something, and, you know, He's the God of peace. Don't ever forget that. We live in a turbulent time, but God is not turbulent. God is peaceful. And I I leave you with that scripture.
0: Amen. And we're going to go ahead and leave with that. Uh, We want to thank you for listening to us. Uh, We're going to be trying to put these up every Friday of each week that we can. Uh, But we want you to know that if you want to write in for a prayer request or you have a question, or even if you want to respond and kind of have dialogue with us uh, about what we've talked about, uh, you can email us at truegospelmissionarybaptist at gmail.com. Um, and those will come right to us. And again, with prayer requests in that, and we just want you to know that we love you. We are praying for you. Uh, continue to stand on that firm foundation each and every day and God bless.